Hello, DPS families and Durham community. I'm Sheena Cooper from the Office of Public Affairs, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to the very first episode of Get to Know As We Grow. This podcast was created to share the story of the Growing Together initiative with DPS families, staff, and the greater Durham community. Our first episode explores the why behind Growing Together, why it's necessary, and why it's important to, for us to do this right now. There's a project team that has been working on growing together for over two years. And today for our first episode, I am honored to have Director of Student Assignment, Melody Marshall here with us, as well as Executive Director for Transportation, School Planning and Nutrition, Matthew Palmer here to talk about growing together. Um, as I mentioned, this work has been um, in effect for over two years. And we're excited to share an update with, with you about the progress that we've made thus far and our next steps for moving forward. So hello, Melody. Hello, Matthew. Thanks for joining us and sharing the story with DPS families. Hi, Sheena. Thanks for having us. This is so exciting. Indeed, it's quite an honor, Ms. Cooper. Ms. Marshall. Well, great. Let's just jump right into it. Growing together. Um, I know we've had stories that we've heard countless stories over the past few years about um, why it's important for, to make this happen right now. But let's take it back to the very beginning uh, when you all were tasked in a group to really launch this for our district. Yeah, I think if it's okay for me to get started, I think it's really exciting that um, this work began with exploring history because Durham is so rich in history and its culture. We have always valued so much about our history. So this work actually started there. So we started exploring Durham's very rich, Durham Public Schools' very rich history, um, starting from the merger, the birth of Durham City, uh, Durham of Durham, well, the parents, Durham City and Durham County uh, Schools, which birthed Durham Public Schools. And that happened right around 30 years ago. And, oh, Melly, I hear that you have some personal connection to Durham City School, Durham County School merger as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Speaking of 30 years ago when I was just a wee tot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, um, I actually am a very, very proud graduate of Hillside High School, a proud, uh, as Matthew has once called me, a daughter of Durham. I think that's awesome. Um, so I was actually a student when the school systems merged, Durham City and Durham um, county schools. My mom was a teacher um, in Durham City Schools. Um, actually, right here in this Fuller building where Durham Public Schools happened, but there used to be Durham City and Durham County Schools living in the same building. And it was <laughs> some pretty dynamic um, things that happened at that time, but I'm very much a proud, proud graduate of Durham Public Schools, the new Durham Public Schools, and um, and was a part of the last time we did this big work, this work that we're embarking on now. And I'll even pass it over to uh, Mr. Palmer. I'm looking at you because, you know, I will go on and on. When we start talking about Durham, I get excited. So I want to make sure y'all y'all keep me on track because I, I like I get excited about Durham Public Schools. So. But I'll make sure I'm answering your question. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the interesting things in really, I think, Having this opportunity to support our community is first beginning with listening to understand right? and talking with students, with families, teachers, principals, administrators, 
I think in one of our staff meetings uh, for one of the departments here, I had 10 people in the room and asked folks, how much experience do we have in Durham public schools? And in that room alone, we had over 400 years just in that room. So something we have to kind of lead with is that the love and the passion, the commitment for Durham public schools in the Durham community is one and the same. Mm -hmm. You know, you cannot separate the two. And Durham as a community has a complicated and beautiful story in its own right. And to say you're from Durham, to say you're a member of the Durham community means a whole lot. I think when Melody was talking about the merger in particular, it's hard for us to remember all that went into that and how much of that legacy has left a footprint that we're now trying to lead and been asked to lead the school system through that initial merger of a county and the city school system into the modern 21st century. A lot's changed, right? When the merger occurred in 92-93, the internet didn't exist. We were still driving cars that couldn't drive themselves, right? And now we're talking about pathways to 21st century jobs and a global economy. You can fly directly from Durham to Paris. That's wild. We were just finished with building freeways that had torn our community apart, right? So we have to learn, we have to go slow to go fast. And that process working with Melody especially, but really other members of our community, our leaders, our administration, uh, when I say it's an honor, it's an honor to really begin to, to fully know Durham. That's one of the beautiful things I think about growing together is that um, this initiative, while led by district leaders, is really championed by the voices of our community. And our voices have been centered in this work since the very beginning. We've had countless sessions with uh, DPS families, with community members, uh, various associations and organizations throughout the community because it is our intention to ensure that our, our community is represented in this work. And so that has been something that's been truly meaningful to me. And I think um, as we begin to share uh, all of the great things that are happening um, as it relates to this initiative and the, the work that we've been able to enact uh, is really based upon the feedback that we heard from our community. Um, and that's, that's a wonderful thing that we are creating a school system that and creating a culture that is inclusive of all the voices in Durham. And that's what I, I love about being, ref- we were, I believe 30 years ago, we were reflecting the values of Durham 30 years ago. There was a lot happening. But when we look out the window here in 2022, Durham looks so different. Durham breathes differently. It sounds differently. It feels different. And we are taking the time to say, hey, Let's make sure our district is reflective of the same values that the new Durham is what folks are calling it. It's the new Durham, and we want to make sure that we are being reflective. And so the work that we've done, it is that that foundation of community engagement has been the most, I think, the most valuable thing that we could have ever done um, as we started this work and as we land. Yeah, the, um, we talk about what is a plan, right? Mm-hmm. And growing together is a plan at the end of the day. It's a number of different components around student enrollment, student assignments, student attendance. It's a plan. 
-hmm. It doesn't touch one thing. It's not just about pre-K or EC or another element of Durham. It's about, do we have a plan for every child? Yeah. Right? And I think going with that for a second, it's about going from knowledge to action. And sometimes there's a pressure to just go to action. Mm -hmm. Right? Show me a map. <laughs> Show me a design for a new school building, and I'll tell you if I like it. Right. Can we come together as a community around some of the issues we're grappling with? Because these are issues that I think some members of our community have thrown up their hands and said, like, I don't know if we can solve that. Right? Mm -hmm. And I think this team and this administration has said, we think we can. Now, you didn't get into a bad way on some topics overnight. Right? The, the merger at the time when it occurred, those were two very different school systems that mm -hmm. were brought together and reconstituted. And the decisions that we've made since that time have at times been kind of, I would almost say, more short-sighted or near-term focused of solving the problems of today, but not really having a vision for tomorrow. So much of this project is almost rethinking and working together as an administration and a community and a board of education to, to imagine what could it be like to go to Durham Public Schools? Mm. What could it be like to be a parent, a Durham Public School student? What could it be like to be a teacher or an administrator in Durham Public Schools? And I think that's what motivated our team and those that have been with us on this journey to throw in and say, this is an open conversation and we'd love to hear what you have to share. So let's take a step back for a second, because I realize that there are probably some people who are listening to us right now who may just be joining the conversation for the first time. So I want to do um, a little bit of a catch up for them about what growing together is. So tell us in, in the simplest terms, understanding that this is not a very simple topic at all. There's a lot of complexity that comes along with this issue. But what is growing together? I'll, I guess I'll go ahead and start in the quickest way of putting two years of work, um, ultimately is ensuring that every student in Durham has an equitable opportunity in Durham Public Schools. It's about equity, it's about access, it's about making our, our district reflective of Durham County and, and our values. And that means more than just one thing, as, as Matt was uh, alluding to, it's a big picture, very strategic and robust conversation, but I think that's ultimately what it is. We want to make things right for Durham's kids and especially Durham Public School students. And I'd, I'd add into that only to say it's really an umbrella under which we're looking at the policies, the procedures, and even the, the boundaries and the maps. Mm -hmm. And Melody said it very well. Are those things in alignment with our values as a community? And if the answer is yes, then there's no work to be done. But what we've heard resoundingly from community leaders, elected officials, and even our own administration, and certainly our parents, yeah. and I think maybe the most important is our kids. No, no. We've heard there's many different versions of that. And so if we can work together towards bringing our policies, our procedures, and our plans, our maps together so that they reflect our values, we can get somewhere. Mm-hmm. So what goes into a project like this? We, uh, we've talked about the two plus years of planning and strategy and conversation, but what are kind of the meat to the bones of this plan? And what's the most important thing our families need to know about where we are right now with Growing Together and where we plan to be in the next few weeks? 
So I guess to fast forward, and certainly a celebration would be the revision of our student assignment policy, policy 4150. That was adopted. The revisions were adopted December 9th, 2021. And we were very excited about that. Our rich, our um, previous uh, student assignment policy had tons of complicated rules about applications, schools. Um, it didn't acknowledge our EC separates, it, it, our pre-K, our plans to make access available and equitable for all of our Durham Public Schools students. So we were very intentional in ensuring that there is regional equity. That's what uh, we've we have called this project and, and shared with our community. It's really been a focus on making sure that there is access for our students. And so we celebrate 4150's revisions. So we invite our community to take a look at our new revisions. Um, and I guess we'll, we'll start talking about that a little bit later, but it's certainly a part of, it has been a major part of that journey. And um, Yeah. And, and I think, uh, Mel, I'm going to go backwards a little mm-hmm. bit before 4150 sure. because there's years of work that went into just that mm-hmm. back in right when covid had landed with us in march of 2020 ironically the next week we had been scheduled to share our first big data look at what do the numbers say so our as a project team our first six months together had been first to meet with uh, community leaders and pull together all the available information we can. Going back to merger documents from 89, the Citizen Task Force. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, at the time, there was even a, an outside consultant that had yeah. looked at what the merger for the city and county would be. And then forward mapping the 25, 30 years since then to look at all the data and to look at the disparities grow. Yeah. Right? And to see that we had kind of led, you know, that gravity is not a strategy. We cannot simply roll forward with the way we've been doing things and then shared in April of 2020, right after COVID mm-hmm. had kind of arrived, the administration and the board had asked us to keep going. Yeah. You're going where we need to go as a community, keep going. So we shared a, a four hour data retreat with the board that's all archived on YouTube. Kind of one of our first, it seemed novel at the time that yeah. we had this Zoom call, right? But that's, that's what the world has become and might be here yet still for a while. But taking the data and companion that then with intense community engagement, I think we had last year alone, Ms. Cooper, almost 30 events yes, in person and virtual, hundreds of parents and family members coming out, principals, mm-hmm. you know, teachers, staff, talking with us about what are the problems that we need to solve here right. and what are our priorities? Melody used the word earlier, values, right? That all led to a level setting around the policy 4150 is the first foothold as we're climbing this tree, mm-hmm. right? Let's get the student assignment policy in hand. That situates us for the next couple of steps. Yeah. And we can talk about those, you know, when we're ready. But I think just establishing that the, that the data and the listening tours and the community engagement was our, was our bedrock. And out of that, the student assignment policy was our first step. And there's a few more to go. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we've got 4150 that is approved by the Board of Education. And here we are, March of 2022, just a few weeks after that approval. And we are looking at the next steps for growing together. What does that entail? So from here is the genesis of our work, the real kind of where do we go from here? The policy needs 
implementation. Mm -hmm. A policy alone without procedures and implementation is just more words in a legal text, right? Mm -hmm. So under uh, the leadership of uh, a robust community services team with Dr. Deborah Pittman, Assistant Superintendent of Specialized Services, and Dr. Julie Pack, Executive Director of Magnets and the CTE program, and yes, Director Melody Marshall with Student Assignment, right? thinking through the identification of what application magnet programs might we offer, where do we place them, and how. Right? Once that's laid down, it sets us up to then start looking at school boundaries and asking those questions. What are our values? Right? What are we legally allowed to do? What must we do? And putting those two things together in a choreographed fashion so that it's a first step. There is no perfection here, but there is much better. And that's really what we're driving towards right now. That's great. Um, you know, I, I, we just had this conversation about the countless hours of meetings that we've been in, really <laughs> working toward developing a better system of access and equity within Durham Public Schools. You know, and I want our community to hear that, too, that this isn't just something that, you know, people just wrote down on a piece of paper and said, here's the plan. It's been a lot of time and energy and effort and thoughtfulness that has been taken every step along the way with our community. Mm -hmm. um, and so in the next few weeks, you'll be hearing more from our Growing Together team. Um, many of you are probably familiar with engage.dpsnc.net. That is back up again for you to visit for updates regarding this next step of Growing Together. Uh, in addition to video companions that you can watch to get more information, more episodes of this podcast, right? Um, because we'll be taking a deeper dive into various aspects of this uh, work. This is just kind of to, to reintroduce Growing Together uh, back to our community. But we're definitely going to explore mm -hmm. some more of these topics that we know are of, our, of, our, are of interest to our families um, to ensure that everybody knows what Growing Together is and why it's so important. Sheena, there was one thing I wanted to mention, because you'd be surprised how many people ask this question that you opened with. What is this growing together plan you're talking about, and why do we need to be looking at it as a community? And there are, in our work, so many examples that are personal, that are professional, that you see every day, mm -hmm. of a child that has, is in pre-K and has to wake up at 4 a.m. to get on the bus at 5 a.m. to get to school by 7.30 a.m., which means he's on the bus for two hours. Our earliest bus rider in Durham Public Schools is a four-year-old. Mm. Right. Wow. 5.02 in the morning. And so if we don't have a plan for that child, yeah. who will? So that's what we're doing. That's and I think this, that comes back to like your opening statement. While we can't wait, and I'm going to tell you, if we can honestly, like, if we honestly sit here and say, oh, I wish we could wait. Because this is hard work. It's hard work for not just the district. It's hard work for our community. It's hard work. This is it's hard work, but it's good work. And anything that is good and worth doing is hard. But when, when every time I hear you talk about that, Matt, and I think about that little person standing waiting for the bus, and any parent out here who, who has a four-year-old or knows what it takes to get a four-year-old ready, um, just thinking about that child standing out waiting for access to school while I'm still in the bed, I think that should be important for everybody that's listening. Like, this is bigger than us. It's about these kids, and 
And I think we just have to leave it there. It's, it's really about these, these kids and these babies. And we're all going to have to grow together. Yes. And that's not just about working together as we currently are. Mm-hmm. That's about all of us understanding a little bit more, trying a little harder, digging a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And at a time where at the same interval, we're building 15,000 homes in this community. We are growing in a whole nother way, That's too. True. And so to embrace for the future, we have to have a map. We have to have a plan and a vision for where we're going to go. How are we going to take care of these kids? Yeah. And we talked about, you know, the access and the equity and the, talked about the programming and um, our magnet and choice options. You know, and then Matthew, you also alluded to a little bit of kind of those operational efficiencies when it talks about when we talk about transportation. Um, what are some of those other kind of operational things that this project really looks at to help streamline um, those opportunities for our families? Thank you, Shannon. The first level for us is identifying can we make sure that our pre K and our EC programs are located in schools? as a pairing. Mm -hmm. And by that I mean, if we have a pre-K classroom that's supporting children with autism or developmental needs, can they stay on that campus? Mm -hmm. Or after a pre-K, do they go to a whole new campus at kindergarten, which are our most sensitive kids? So I just want to say, do we have a plan for every child? We're starting with that. For our most vulnerable learners, when we talk about bringing equity to operations, Mm -hmm. do we really think about that? And then the next level has to do with Are they going to have to take bus rides across town to make that happen? Mm -hmm. Or can we coordinate between schools to make sure that schools that are near one another can work as a tandem team to support areas of the community? Mm -hmm. We have to kind of think of schools as clusters or groups to support children. And then the the layer that we're getting to, you know, we're all aware at a community right now, transportation's having a moment, I think we can say. (laughs) We're about, we have about half the number of bus drivers we used to have. We used to have 300, now we have 150. What that means is we have to be smart and we have to be intentional about how we design our bus routes and how we design our student assignment plans so that this all can function as minimally stressful as possible for our families, for our children, for our staff. So, you know, we could go a lot further and I know we will in this podcast. We're, I'm, I'm personally very excited and professionally excited about opportunity to talk it through because I think that when we talk about is it a good plan what we're really talking about is have we taken the time to go through and understand what it is that we're trying to achieve can we express that to folks in a way that is relatable right a map can mean a thousand things to a thousand people but if we all know what we're trying to solve it means a lot more that's really really wonderful um and i will say that it is truly an honor to be on a team of individuals um, who get to do this every single day you know, not a day goes by where we don't touch some aspect of this work and um, how life-changing this will be for our youngest students, but also for the students that we haven't even met yet. So this is, mm. this is a big deal, and um, it's a very important milestone for Durham Public Schools to be here in this moment right now. I know um, at future dates we'll explore more about um, what's coming next, um, what our community will hear from, uh, who our community will hear from, what they will learn about next in this um, next iteration of 
growing together. But I do have one question for both of you. Um, when growing together is all said and done, what do you want the Durham community to know most about the work that we've done? That's a great question. Wow. I've thought of this as a footprint. Like, we are literally leaving a footprint in Durham Public Schools when we're one day retired and sitting by the fireplace and thinking about the work that we've done. This will be one of the things that I, I hope that I will reflect on. And to walk away knowing that we've made it better for that one kid that is riding across the county to get to their program, to say that we've made it better for 31,000 kids, that would be, and, and not just we, I'm not talking about the folks at the district, I'm talking about Durham, the community, to say that we've made it better, that would be an amazing feat and it would be an amazing drink of coffee as I'm sitting by the fireplace mm -hmm. 20 years from now in my retirement. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm hoping that we, we're able to leave something of a legacy. And I think that legacy will be partly informed by, do people feel that they were a part of it? Yeah. You know, and to me, as much as the outcome is important, I think what excites me the most about Policy 4150 is there's two tiny little pieces that to most people probably are just, you know, additional words on the page. But for our planning team, when we've built a planning department since my arrival back in 2019, the Policy 4150 lays out that every year we're going to be looking at the projections and the future growth of the school system do we have enough space and do we need to make any small adjustments but every five years we're going to be doing a comprehensive look at this and what it means is is that this is a new way of planning for the future together mm -hmm. right and building institutional capacity so that the durham community the administration we would love for everybody to know exactly how this is done. One of the hallmarks we want this project to have is about transparency, mm -hmm. right? And that it's replicable. We can't wait another 30 years to do it again. What I'm most hopeful that people come out of this is, okay, it's better. Now let's continue to improve it. Nice. This will not be perfect. It can be better. And then the next one will be better. And the one after that will be better. And hopefully, you know, whether it's five years, 10 years, 20 years, however long we're here, mm -hmm. that we are setting forth on a way of doing our work as a community. That will excite me. Oh, that's great. Um, I want to thank you both for your time this afternoon, because this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of the work that we have to do as a project team. It's the very beginning of this podcast as well, because it's our first episode. So it was such a pleasure to have you both just kind of kick this off with me um, as we reintroduce Growing Together to our community. Um, and community, we want you on board every step of the way. Like I said, engage.dpsnc.net. We'll be sharing information on our social media channels. There'll be new episodes of Growing Together launching very, very soon. And we want you there with us every step of the way. So thank you to be continued. And we hope to, to share more with you um, as we continue to grow in Durham Public Schools. Mm -hmm.